Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that were just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm looking forward to bringing today's guest into our coaching corner. Gladys Simon is a life coach for moms who are trying to balance their work and family life. She is a life enthusiast who has lived in five different countries and mastered two languages. She was in a position where she had to have two personalities, strict and serious at work and free and happy at home because she worked in an English corporate job with a lot of specific expectations. After moving to Canada and becoming a mom, she began to advocate for what she believed in, looking for the best way to be an exceptional example for her kids. It took becoming a fabulous mama for her to tap into some big superpowers within herself, superpowers like staying present in the moment, being courageous, and advocating for herself and others. So now she is passionate about helping women live big, beautiful, shooting for the stars kind of lives right now, not in 10 years, not when the kids are grown, not after that promotion finally comes around, right now. Today, Gladys lives an authentic life, free to be herself and to use her own voice. She launched her coaching business, My Life Couch where she holds the space for working mothers. Gladys welcomes these women onto her couch to discover how they can live boldly and authentically. Her natural talent for seeing potential in every individual helps women transform their lives from careers to relationships by uncovering these dormant superpower inner genius. Gladys considers herself an advocate for the working mama. She loves sharing her own stories about her journey to balance home and work life and loves supporting fellow working moms on their journeys. And when she's not guiding women to be a more authentic life, she enjoys time with her husband and her fabulous duo in Toronto, Canada. So with all that being said, Gladys, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Oh, thank you so much for the warm welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. I'm thrilled to have you, and I would love for you to just take us on your journey that led you to becoming a coach for other moms. Yeah, first of all, I wanted to say, how long do you have is a long journey. No, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. But um, there's multiple um, potential of passion that we have within ourselves, and and today has led me to be a, a coach for working moms. So I want to preface that by saying that, um, you know, I've always been a coach without knowing I was one. Uh, when I was younger, I was always the one that people were coming to, um, to ask for advice, to brainstorm, to walk them off the ledge, um, because I, I was creating a safe space for 
them to come and unburden themselves for a little while. So I'm always being that person that comes and that helps people realize that they have it within themselves to carry on, you know, their, their journey. So, and it, when I look back in all the aspects of my life, it has always been infused a little bit lightly. So I'm, I'm a, a consultant for a Fortune 500 co company where I talk to customers all day long, uncover their pain, and propose like a business technology solution. So it's always been something I have done. And then the pandemic happened. And, um, you know, besides the fact that it was a horrible, you know, couple of years to live through, things changed. It forced me to focus on my priorities, on my core values, on what I, was important for me. And then it started as a dare. A friend of mine said, you always say you can't open a practice because you don't have a, some time, you don't have time to do it. And that was true. I was always traveling all over the world for work. Then pandemic stopped and made everything stop down and make, made me reevaluate. So I decided to open my last couch, as you do in the middle of pandemic. <laughs> Um, because I realized that those experiences and those of my friends' um, experience that we were, you know, having, living, creating as working moms during the pandemic were not necessarily, well, unique in a quote-unquote world because we all had our unique journey. But it was stories that were meant to be told to every, for everybody else to, to to kind of recognize themselves a little bit in all those common stories. So my last couch was born to be the vessel of those stories, um, to be the place where all those mothers, because if you think about it, um, there's never been mothers during the pandemic. Nobody knew what it is. Those experiences that we're uncovering, I can't go to my own mother for advice because she never been a, you know, a mom during the pandemic. So it was just a, a space where we could exchange ideas, we can compare notes, we can encourage each other, and we can learn. Uh, so that's where my last cash uh, came, and the coaching me start creating that community around this and saying, hey, you're, you're mom, you're welcome, you don't have to have it figured out, but let's come and, you know, unburden a little bit for a little while. I really love that. <laughs> I do, And, you know, we say it all the time, women start with why. And yes. for you, you took something that you've always done and actually turned it into something that has become a business. It, so, it was a lot of trial and error before. Like I know I tell you, <laughs> I had a lot of figuring out myself because you're always learning, you're always growing and evolving. So um, I haven't had it figured out and I'm not planning to have it figured out, but I'm having fun, um, you know, finding joy in every single moment that I'm living. So. For you, how have your priorities changed after becoming a mom and then working and returning to work and everything else? Well, I have two kids who have said that on my bio. I have a fabulous year. First of all, my journey to motherhood was two different experiences, although they had both my kids. Um, you know, I work for, in a tech world, which is very competitive to start with, um, specifically for women. Um, and then before having a kid, uh, before being a mom, my life was very almost arranged. I needed to be a billionaire by the time I was 40. I had those goals. I was traveling. Success for me was, you know, climbing that ladder as fast as possible and have as much money so I can just, you know, live in La Vida Loca kind of thing. 
But then I had, you know, my child the first time, and then suddenly it comes to hate you. You're like, whoa, <laughs> I'm no longer Gladys. I'm someone else is looking up to me, discovering the world, and whatever that person would would look at the world would be through my eyes, to the experience, to the 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 fact that I'm their mother. So immediately I became unwillingly the role model of my children. And it became very important for me to think about the impact um, because those were my kids and I wanted the best as a mom, you want the best for your kids. So I started thinking a little bit more about what legacy am I leaving behind? What could they look um, at and say, oh, I'm, you know, that's my mom that opened that door for me in my little brain. And at the same time, um, that I was becoming a mother, I lost my dad, and I didn't realize that I was such a daddy's girl until he was gone. So th this, you know, circle of loss and gain became prominent, and I was really, really intentional about leaving something that my kids could climb up and expand and grow. So success started stop becoming, you know, climbing the ladder uh, of, you know, having millions to retire by 40, if I still want to do that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Success became, you know, having a child that is, you know, healthy, having those moments, almost at the beginning, stolen moments from work to, you know, be there when my child will wake up in the morning with a smile or know exactly what that cry was for. And I became you know, I became a mom. I feel like when you have a child, you're becoming a mom, like in the real sense of you're not born a mom, you're becoming a mom. And that was truly the journey for me. My return to corporate world, um, with uh, my first child, there was no rule in place. I had to go and fight uh, for structure. I was in a company where I was the first person ever to go on my leave. So they had no idea what to do. And I was that uh, very pregnant woman. <laughs> It has to be a structure in place. So I, I, I fought that battle, and I started, I started realizing that, yes, that, that voice that I was keeping aside because I wanted to conform, or actually not conform, because other people's version of me was taking precedent in my head over my own version of me. And then with my second, it was easier. The structure was already in place. I knew it's almost like you knew what to expect. I took a year out with my first, I took three months. So it was a little bit more gradual, but again, success was different. Now that I have two kids, it was more like ecstatic. For me, those moments was, you know, baiting, breathing, having that time, spend as much time with them as I could. It's the best part of life because you know what? You're not going to get it back. No. And you are such a you're a big piece of their pie right now, but as they get older, you just become that tiny little sliver. I used to, I had my medallion, mom's taxi. I spent more time with my kids shuttling them back and forth, yes. whatever game or practice they were going to, and then sitting down, because we always sat down to breakfast. Yes. I was a breakfast mom, and that was because now they had games at different times. We had three different dinner times. We weren't going to all sit down together. But I wanted one meal a day where we could just sit and relax. And I was always a breakfast mom. And, and, a and that was, mom. And that was a, I say, you realize when you are 
creating your own family that those traditions matter. Um, my mom had yeah, we have to sit at the table. There's no distraction. We concentrate on the meal. And I was always like, oh, my God, when I was on my own eating on the go, so to speak. But then I realized that with my own kids, I, I want those rules. I want us to sit down. I want meal to be a time where we reconnect. Um, we might disconnect during the day, but those meals are always able to channel that connection back. It really is. And especially when they're younger, because you get to have breakfast and lunch and dinner and, and, you know, it, it's, and, and through that day, that conversation changes all day long all with day the long. things that, that, that come up in their lives. So what for you do you think is like the biggest challenges right now that are facing moms in the workplace and how can we help change that? Well, the pandemic has uh, created uh, a lot of those problems, the great resignation being one of those and you realize that the majority of those that leave the job or won't return to their previous job are mothers. You know, at the time school was closing through COVID, you, you had very few notice periods. Um, so you literally have women that either pay to work, so you pay for expensive or expensive childcare, um, or could not afford, you know, to separate from their kids because it's becoming expensive. So I felt like we came back to a place where women had to make tough choices and couldn't have it, quote-unquote, taught all. Um, this is the 21st century. And I think the pandemic gave us, um, you know, the population and company the opportunity to revisit um, the policies that they had in place, um, which was dating from, I don't know, the dinosaur age or something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's absolutely an ongoing discussion. How can we help providing flexibility? I think that's the, the key word. Um, I work for an organization. I work from home, and um, you know, I work in a culture that encourages the fact that I have family time. And I say that at the beginning, here's my priority. I'm not gonna work after 4:30 during the summer when my kids are off. I'm gonna take Fridays off because this is important to refuel and recharge me so I can be the employee back. Um, at the height of the, the pandemic, I was working at night because that's where my kids were going to sleep because during the day they have school online. It was just all those flexibilities, the biggest gift, in my opinion, for the working moms, knowing that, you know, things happen sometimes at a moment notice. But working moms or moms in general are the most industrious, hardworking, flexible, all those things put together um, in, in one body. Um, so flexibility is what I recommend in the approach on um, allowing mom to pivot really quickly when they need to. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Think about what Gladys said about flexibility. And we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. 
We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some, the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404. Or go to no such thing as a bully.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Gladys Simon from My Life Couch. I love that name. I just think it's a great (laughs) name. I really do. So in looking at that whole flexibility aspect and things like that, do you have a few practical tips? on how to survive being a working mom and how to flex your flexibility gene? <laughs> I love the play of words. Um, my kids are, are very much, um, you know, centered about recharging ourselves. Um, as mom, as women, we tend to let other people need go above out. Um, I take the example of a mobile phone, right? You can go and buy the most expensive mobile phone in the world. It's amazing, right? And you can send email, look at videos, you know, we are a little bit like expensive mobile phones. Sometimes if your son come and tell you, Barry, hey, do you know where I left my stuff? We say top drawer on the third floor and it's exactly there. So you can play with the phone, but we wouldn't let our phone run below battery. We have little indication that the 20% are, and you just start thinking, what's my charger? <laughs> but we do that to ourselves, right? Sometimes you just run on an empty battery, and you ignore the signal that say it's important to go and recharge. And by recharging, I'm encouraging my client that comes on my, my couch to do something that benefits them. Not ironing for the house, not cooking for the batch, although if you love cooking, cook for something, cook a meal for yourself. But we have to be fanatical about taking time every day to recharge ourselves, doing something that is not the mom, the sister, the spouse, the, you know, whatever role you are. At the core of everything, you are you. So recharge is my number one advice. Accept help is the number two. <laughs> because, and I fell in that trap myself. Um, I have set high standards on how I want, you know, things to look like and be like, right? So when it comes to ask for help, I'm like, yeah, that's not the way uh, things are happening. <laughs> I want the kids in bed by 7.30, brush their teeth, um, you know, wearing their pajamas. And true story, I went away 
um, you know, at FaceTime and my kids are up at nine wearing their tutu dresses and jumping and decide to go to bed. And I was thinking I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. But at the end, asking and accepting help doesn't have to look like our own standards. As long as the child is happy and careful, yeah, we can look at, you know, a little bit uh, the other way. And that leads me to point eight, one. Recharge, take care of yourself, make time for yourself. So ask for help. Um, make sure that you understand your why, not why you're working, but your why as a mom. Why am I doing what I'm doing? For me, it's very simple. I want my kid to look at me and say, you know, she tried. It might not work, but she tried. I want them to go and be those adventurers that always want to try. So that's my why. <laughs> I want to be their role model and say, when I tell them, yes, I'm afraid and I'm super scared of doing it, but I just want to try it. And that's my why, right? So your why should be completely different than, yeah, you want a, a lot of money and be a billionaire by 40, but you should have your inside why. That should make you emotional. That should drive you every day that you do something. Um, that justify why sometimes I'm on on, on the call where I rather play with my daughter because my wife, I want her to know that it's important to try. What do you want people to remember most about the work that you are creating? That we don't have to work through this life alone and that we don't have to try to be perfect. Good would do. Say it all the time. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. Do you have an affirmation or a quote or a mantra that you say for yourself? Yeah, it's um it's on it's a different variation of that. I have that on my website at the moment. It says there's no one way to be a perfect mom. There's a million one million way to be a good one. Um but I also want I have one in my mantra that says I'm a good mom having a bad day. So some days we have to accept that it's not always going to be roses and skipping into the, you know, sunshine. Some days we're going to have bad days, but you're a good mom. It doesn't take away from who you are at the core. You just have to allow and accept that we can't always be happy or X, you know, if we are being, so it's flowing and those emotions. So right now, on my computer, it says, I'm a, I'm a good mom having a bad day. <laughs> I love that. I really do. So Office of the Future, mm-hmm. okay, is that something that you think is going to help moms return to work? Really, what is this? So there's different version of what Office of the Future is. I think um, people tend to agree right now because it changes all the time that the, the future for work look like a hybrid solution where you could be in the office and it's almost like the work from anywhere kind of place. Um, so some people might love to be in the office maybe two times a week. Some will be traveling and work from anywhere. Some will be working from home. But the, the, the trend that is prevalent right now is there's more and more emphasis on giving the employee the choice of where they're going to work. Um, how is it going to help working moms? Well, I'm thinking, um, you know, I, my kids are a little bit older, but if you're a young mom and at that age you said, sorry, they grow so fast, and I still remember when they were babies, 
And I still remember it broke my heart that I had to go to work um, too, too, too early. Um, how does it work if I'm a new mom today and I choose to work from home for the first two years of my child's life? I have that flexibility to do, spend a little bit more time, make different decisions. Um, you know, it's, I feel like it will definitely help. It will be a step toward the right direction where um, it, it will empower the mother to make choices for, for, for them as employee and as parent, caregiver, instead, whatever it is. Well, as somebody who's been working from home since 1994, you know, my kids were six, four, and two. And I was starting a home-based business, and they've, I've always worked from home and worked around their schedules and stuff. And, you know, one of those things is, especially when your kids are younger, mm-hmm. if you have the flexibility to work from home, you're still going to need help at home. Definitely. Because there are going to be times that somebody's got to be able to watch the baby or your toddler because you're not word of mom radio. And no. toddler cameos <laughs> aren't appreciated. You know, believe me, I've had my grandchildren on Zoom calls when Absolutely. we've done things. Absolutely. I, I would do intake calls, and they'd be there. And one time I had a woman, what's that in the background? I said, my grandson playing, oh. I said, well, I'm going to be really honest with you. If my grandson in the background is a hard time for you, word of mom radio is probably not the place for you. <laughs> you know, because that is what it is all about. We are empowering and educating and enlightening each other with how we do it. Not everything is going to work for the same person. Everybody, so that's why so many coaches are doing what they're doing and why we love, why we have our coaching corner, because it's really important. Everybody has that person they connect with and their way of coaching. And so there's never going to be enough coaches to handle all of the moms that are out there needing a coach, you know? And, 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 I, and I love it. And I was going to say that um, my personal style of coaching, and that's why it's called my life couch, is imagine that, you know, the couch is the place that is present in every single household. There's a couch somewhere. So it could be the central focus point of your decor. It could be lurking in the background, but it's a witness of intimate moment that we share. If you're happy, if you're sad, if you want to curl on the couch, if you want a good cry with your girlfriend, you know, typically sit on the couch. It's an inviting space where you say, hey, let's come and sit on the couch and you feel comfortable. My coaching style is a couch. Your favorite one, color, fabric, size, and you're going to sit down for a little while and unburden to, to, to someone and just have that space. And I, I heard of um, a mom that went and did an interview um, with her child that she was breastfeeding, so it was on, on Zoom, so she kind of covered and apologized. But those stories warmed my heart because now it's acceptable. You're not making an apology. You're coming all at all. You know, before in, in my valley story, I had to have two personalities, two characters. I have to have... The Gladys at home and the Gladys, Gladys at work, Gladys after work. And now they're seeing people embracing, oh, well, I have kid that is sick today, so, hey, we're going to be on call. I'm going to breastfeed when I'm doing an interview. Those stories warm my heart, you know, and because I'm like, we fully coming and showing to work today. Believe me, I have interviewed quite a few women who were nursing during our show. 
and the baby falling asleep and stuff. And again, it's what it's all about. As we're wrapping up, Gladys, what is the next big thing for you? Um, Business-wise, I'm revamping my website. I'm also uh, scaring myself daily on Instagram. I'm not a very social media person. I'm an introvert, so social media can't give me ADHD. But as of the day, I'm always pushing my, my client to grow their comfort zone. So it's uncomfortable a little for a little while. And then I took the bait and went and do Instagram. So I'm going to, you know, ramp up my Instagram. I'm going and give myself little mini challenges. Uh, but, you know, if your listeners are kind enough to go and give me feedback on uh, uh, my, at my live touch on Instagram, that will help guiding my efforts. Um, but I worked on, you know, off the press, I have a mom mantra. So it's a, something that we give away to anybody that wants to. So five affirmations for working mom. I'm a good mom having a bad day is one of those. So I'm using it. Um, we have journal, uh, a journal also that I specifically designed for working mom. I like doodling. And I think journaling is such a you know, powerful way to understand your patterns. So when you see what triggers you, what replenishes you, what takes away your energy, then you can have a plan of action. You have a clear mind. So um, what is happening is drinking my own champagne. I'm going to be summer coming. I'm going to be more mom, less an employee. <laughs> uh, take some time to enjoy um, my fabulous deal and um, work on um, a couple of uh, collaborations with other coaches. So still on the rock, we can't talk about it, but it's something amazing. And I'm also speaking at different events during the summer. So. That's awesome. Gladys, let everybody know how they can reach out to you, please. Um, the best way is on um, my LinkedIn. So it's Gladys Simon. I go and use about my life as a working mom. Um, so there's a little bit of my adventure with my kids and my work and all the, the projects I do, I do for my life couch. Um, you also have my website, uh, com, which is an invaluable resource of, um, I do some blogs, I put some articles, I have some videos, I have some freebies that I give away. Um, it's still the, the place to go to. And then uh, uh, my Instagram at my life couch, where I'm still very scared <laughs> that I'm doing it anyway. So again, you have to try. Even if you fail, you have to try. Well, you know, life really begins at the end of your comfort zone. So good for you that you're doing it. I really appreciate you spending the time and sharing my life couch with us, Gladys. I really do. And I hope that you'll come back as things are growing and your business is growing. We're a wonderful platform. Come on back. Please take me back, please. (laughs) Always. Always. It's one of my favorite things to do is to bring somebody back to catch up on where they are and how their business is evolving. So thank you again for taking the time to come and share with us. We really appreciate it. I'm super grateful that our experience and our journey collide a little bit today, that we were able to share each a little bit of each other on that show. And I'm very grateful for the work that you do to advance women's a little bit higher. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm super grateful.
Thank you. And you, it is my absolute honor. It really, truly is. It is my honor that I get to share such amazing women that I've met along my journey. So thank you for being one of them. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true.